We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Good afternoon, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. I'm Vince Dedaria, the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com, and joined with me, as always, the world traveler. Where in the world is Brian Driscoll? Uh, the answer is Charlotte. Uh, he's still there. And uh, we now know that Notre Dame is going to be a part of the college football playoff. They slotted in at the number four spot uh, by the committee uh, today, this afternoon. They're going to be playing against Alabama, the number one team. No surprise there. Uh, that game is going to be at the Rose Bowl or, well, kind of. Uh, it's going to be called the Rose Bowl game, but that's going to be played in Dallas, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be four o'clock on ABC, I do believe. Uh, so that is where Notre Dame is going to be slotted. We know. And we have heard, Brian, over the last, uh, what, 12 to 14 hours uh, how much Notre Dame didn't deserve to be in the Final Four. And not only, by the way, from the pundits, et cetera, but also from Notre Dame fans. They mm-hmm. didn't really want to see Notre Dame in the Final Four uh, based on what happened in the game uh, last night. 
And to a degree, as a passionate fan, I get that. But, man, that's a tough pill to swallow after a 10-win season and what Notre Dame did, especially for the last month, uh, what they were able to do to the competition that they were playing against. Your thoughts? Yeah, so, so there's a lot of thoughts. I, look, I'm sympathetic to Notre Dame fans that are – I don't think it's – I don't think – I haven't talked to a Notre Dame fan yet who doesn't think Notre Dame should be in the college football playoff. I think it's Correct. more about Notre Dame fans don't want to be in the college football yeah, playoff. Yeah, I get it. You know, they view of, of what happened. And that's the disappointing thing about how yesterday went down because yesterday was just another reminder of what this has been under Brian Kelly, which yeah. is when you get on this big stage, this is what happens. But I think the pushback from outside, to me, shows that, the, that the, many of the national pundits, it's twofold. Number one is they have to talk about something. And one of the ways to get drive ratings is to tick Notre Dame fans off, right? So let, let's be honest, that's a part of the conversation, Okay. The other part of it is I think that, that we have seen a continued, despite evidence year after year after year, we see a continued lack of understanding from many in the national media about how the college football playoff committee makes its decisions. The AP poll has always been and, and always will be a very reactionary poll. Sure, It's very reactionary to what happened in the most recent game. And the most recent month, you know, the fact that Kirk Herbstreet's talking about how nobody wants to play Georgia with JT Daniels. Well, we don't really know. They played three games with JT Daniels. You, you know, this is a right. team with two losses. Oklahoma has two losses. You know, I mean, that's the fact of the matter is the committee has said from day one, each week is a snap is not a snapshot of what just happened. Each week is a reevaluation of everyone's complete resume. And right. to me, when you look at it through that lens, there was never a discussion of whether or not Notre Dame was going to be in. The discussion was, should Ohio State be in? And if they are in, and, and they are, is should they be ranked ahead of Notre Dame? There was, should never have been a discussion about whether or not Notre Dame is in. Because the college football playoff committee has been from day one, this is about your entire resume. And the only time that I felt that they did anything reactionary was the first playoff when they bumped Ohio State in and took TCU out because of Ohio State's 59-0 win over Wisconsin. But other than that, they've been very adamant. It's, a, it's an evaluation of your entire season. They don't forget about games that happen in September or October like the media does. Well, you know, this is a different team from the one that lost, you know, to X team back in whatever month. Texas A&M losing to, to Alabama by 28 points is going to carry the same weight as Notre Dame losing by 24 points Correct. to Clemson, no matter how big of a difference in time those games happen. It's still the it's, same team. Right, and it's not about who's hot now. It's who are the right. four best teams based on your complete work body of work. And the committee has always been that way. When the fact of the matter is, Vince, Notre Dame, and we can dive into this in a second, Notre Dame clearly was one of the four best teams in the country. Now. You know, maybe they get blown out in the playoff, and that may happen. But that doesn't change that they right. did whether they do or don't deserve to get in. They deserve right. to get in based on their 11-game body of work, and the committee made the right decision. And I knew they were going to make the right decision because I don't go off of emotion, and I don't go off of what the AP voters do. I go off of how this committee has conducted itself every single year. Well, we're, we're going to get into resumes in a second because I, I had to feel a lot of text messages from friends and family uh, last night during and after the game, like, oh, Notre Dame's out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, this is going to be the four. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four. 
And, and, and it was what it ended up being. I, and, and look, we knew that that was what it was going to be, win or lose. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. We knew what it was going to be if Notre Dame won. They were going to be the number two, and then the discussion would be, does Clemson get in? Mm-hmm. If they lost, Notre Dame was going to be four. Alabama and Clemson are going to be one, two. And Ohio State was most likely going to be third, regardless of what you think about their six-game schedule. So we'll go over the resume here in a second between Texas A&M and Notre Dame. And frankly, spoiler alert, it's not close. Mm-hmm. But uh, first, we need to pause for our first sponsor. And uh, I believe that is indeed, Brian. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, and that's according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. You can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. According to Comscore, 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, welcome back. I want to jump into these to the resumes uh, because, look, I, I think any sane person who understands what 2020 has been and, and everything that was happening, that the top three were pretty much a lock. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you agree with the fact that Ohio State was going to be in the Final Four, we saw throughout the whole length of the way that that Ohio State was getting in, okay? Mm-hmm. The, it was going to happen. So you knew who one, two, three was going to be. So the discussion, and I, I'm using air quotes uh, since this isn't a video, uh, the discussion was at the four spot, and it was between Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And when you put the, those two teams next to each other, and, and I, I found it hilarious, Booger McFarland this morning uh, on, on, the, on Sports Center uh, at about 9 o'clock, he said, uh, you know, I'm not one of those resume guys. Uh, I'm, I'm what, what have you done for me lately? That's not what this is about. It is about what is on the resume. It's about what you've done the whole season. I just kind of laughed when he said that especially considering he said Notre Dame was going to win the game uh, last night, too. Well, first but, of all, that, Booger McFarland has, is a pretty terrible analyst, so we can just kind of leave that right there. <laughs> he is uh, – the takes he has are just brutally, brutally bad, and I just have no clue. And you've got him and Mark Sanchez on the same show. I was going to say, Captain like, Butt Fumble. Uh, do they really not there. have anybody else but those two guys? <laughs> it, you know, I mean, come on. It, it's, yeah. But anyway, keep, continue, continue with what you're saying. No, no, no. So I want to go over the resume for Notre Dame. So let's start with the loss, right? So, so each team has a loss to a top one or two team in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Alabama was one. They beat uh, Texas A&M by, what was it, 27? 28. 28. 28. Okay, 
Notre Dame lost to the number two team in the country by 24. Both bad losses. Mm -hmm. But they pretty much cancel each other out, in my opinion. So now you have to go look. So they're both a one-loss team. Okay, what is your best win? Okay, Texas A&M, your best win is Florida. And they won by three points at the last sec for a last second field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's best win is a double overtime win over uh, a Clemson, who is the number one team in the country. Regardless of who they were playing, they were still and the number one team in the country. now number two. And is now number two. That is correct. Okay. If you want to – personally, the Clemson win is better. But if you want to say that those are equal, fine. Then you go to the next level, the next best win. Notre Dame has a win over North Carolina, and I don't know if they've said where North Carolina landed. 13. Yet in the, they landed in the 13. So they went up from 15 to 13, okay? And the next best win for uh, Texas A&M is what? Auburn, Auburn. And they fired their coach. Right. So how good of a win is that? That's where it stops for me. That, right. That's where the resume stops if you're comparing the two teams. Well, and, and honestly, Vince, I mean, you're being kind to say that those two wins are similar, if, you know, <laughs> because here's the deal. Trying to get the benefit of the doubt. Florida is going to finish much closer ranked to North Carolina in the final ranking than they will finish to Clemson. Okay, absolutely correct. Now three losses, by the way. Correct, including to a five and five LSU team. Who is terrible, but correct. So, so here's here's what I mean. There's really no Mm -hmm. metric by which you can look at and say that that Texas A&M should be in because you you look at the two losses, right? A&M's loss was worse. It was by four more points. Okay, uh, it was not a rematch. Notre Dame had ten wins. Texas A&M had eight. Notre right. Dame had w- uh, f- four wins over opponents with a winning record. Texas A&M had two. That's forty mm-hmm. percent of your wins for Notre Dame were over teams with a winning record, which isn't great, right? But it's not about comparing it to past Notre Dame schedules. It's about comparing it to Texas A&M. Only twenty-five percent of Texas A&M's wins were over. Uh, teams of the winning winning record again so i mean six and five you don't even have to be that good right Right. based on what the rankings were coming in notre dame had two wins over a ranked opponent texas a&m had one now maybe they sneak auburn into the back of the top 25 you know for whatever reason i don't think that's going to happen but we don't know the full top 25 yet uh but the fact of the matter is is notre dame has has more notre dame has eight wins eight of their 10 wins were by at least 14 points their average point differential this season, wins and losses, so that includes the blowout loss, was 16.6 points per game. Texas A&M had three wins by at least 14 points this season, including a five-win over a zero-win Vanderbilt team. And their average margin of victory, this average point differential, again, includes the loss, was 10.6 points per game. It's a full touchdown, right? Just not the extra point. Notre Dame's uh, the win percentage of Notre Dame's opponents that they beat was forty one point you know four nineteen. The win percentage of the uh, teams that Texas A and M beat was three seventy five. There's literally not a single metric out there that you could possibly use beyond garbage computer rankings that still have Wisconsin, who is two and three as a ranked opponent. You know, as a ranked team, I mean, Wisconsin at two and two was still in the top five in some of these stupid computer metrics, right? right. I saw a yeah. computer metric today that had BYU, who lost to Coastal Carolina ahead of Notre Dame, right? So these computer metrics are garbage, okay? Wow. One of the computer, computer metrics that ESPN uses had LSU ranked behind Clemson and Ohio State last year after the college football playoffs were done. 
after they had beat, right? you know, Clemson, who then beat Ohio State. So anyway, there's yeah. literally not a common sense metric you can use, Vince, that makes a case that not only should te- Texas A&M be over Notre Dame, but should they even be in the conversation? Should we be talking about Notre Dame versus Cincinnati instead of Notre Dame versus Texas A&M? That would be my argument in this conversation. Well, I, what, what I thought was funny was last night uh, on the game broadcast. I don't know how closely you were paying to that since you were at the game. I don't. I don't watch the broad. I don't listen to the broadcast, yeah. and I definitely don't listen to the broadcast when it's Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. That's fair. So they threw up a graphic uh, comparing, you know, the bubble teams or whatever. And this was after the the, the situation was pretty much no longer in doubt. And and they had like I think it was it was either strength of schedule or strength of record. I can't remember which one it was, but they didn't include the game that was taking place today or yesterday, right. Right? right? So Notre Dame had a 13. And again, I can't remember if it was strength of schedule or strength of record. It was 13. And Texas A&M was three, I want to say. Well, they threw up the same graphic this morning on the, on the playoff show. And Notre Dame was two. Mm-hmm. And Texas A&M was three. So even that metric where it looked – because I got a text from somebody like, wow, is that really true? I'm like, well, you know, who knows what – you know, metric they're looking at, whatever. But that's an ESPN completely changed. Metric. That's it, my it whole complete, point. It's an ESPN yeah. metric, and it's garbage. And here's the thing. The way that the metrics are included, there are certain weighted biases towards certain conferences. Sure. And the fact of the matter is, is they weight Texas. How can you tell me that Texas A&M has a top five strength of schedule or strength of record when the only really good team, they've played two good teams all year, their fourth best win was over Missouri, who's five and five, got spanked, I think, by Mississippi State yesterday, right? They didn't play Georgia, right? That, you know, right. I mean, so, so they didn't have to play that good team. They didn't play Kentucky, who's a decent East team. They played nine games. They beat a bad schedule. I mean, you know. The schedule's and the, not good. Right, and the win over Florida was good. And, 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 again, I don't diminish it, diminish it because it happened a while ago because then that would be contradicting the fact that I should, sure. don't think the win over, over Alabama should be weighted any differently. But the fact of the matter is Florida's 8-3. and three. You know, right. I think Florida's better than North Carolina. There's no question about that I think they're better than North Carolina. But they're not in the same league as Clemson. Right, and, and that that's the Notre secondary win. win. Right. That's the secondary win for Notre Dame, not right. the best win for Notre Dame. Because North Carolina's definitely better than Auburn who's the second best team that Texas A&M beat. I mean, here's who they beat. They beat Ole Miss, South Carolina, who fired their coach, Missouri, 5-5, five and five, Georgia uh, – excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking at Florida's schedule. I, we should be looking at Texas A&M's schedule. Texas A&M beat Vanderbilt, who fired a coach. They beat Florida, great win. They beat Mississippi State, who finished with a losing record. Arkansas, who finished with a losing record. South Carolina, who fired their coach. LSU, who went 5-5. Five and five. Auburn, who fired their coach. And Tennessee, who may fire their coach. Like that's that's the claim to fame. So right. you know, it's like and normally Georgia? normally when a coach says, Oh, we we won eight SEC games, that carries weight. It doesn't carry weight with that particular schedule. No, you you beat not. the bottom feeders of the SEC, right. which there are many this year. Right. And this is not a typical SEC season. It, it's just right. not. With COVID, a lot of these teams just aren't as good uh, as they normally are. I mean, again, when your second best win is over a 6-4 and four Auburn team who just right. fired their coach, you can't really talk to me about how challenging your schedule was. You, you just right. can't. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, they didn't have to play Ole Miss this year, Texas A&M. You know, Ole Miss went 4-4, four and four, but Ole Miss can score some points. Right. You know, we didn't get to see them in that game. You know, we, we, you know so it's just, 
They didn't play Georgia. You know, so uh, the fact of the matter is Texas A&M played, you know, played two of the better teams in in the SEC. They went one and one. Notre Dame played the only good team in the ACC, a national powerhouse, and they went one and one. One and one, right. You know, so there, there's really, Vince, there's really no metric that you can point to. And, again, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, trying, I'm being as objective as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it does me no good to, to come on here and give a fanboy homerish Notre Dame response. Notre Dame doesn't deserve to be in the playoff. They, they shouldn't be in. I remember when we had the conversation about Miami back in 2017 when Notre Dame was 10-2, and two, but the way that the college football playoff was shaken out that year, there was a chance that a two-loss team might have got in. I remember there was some sure. discussion back in 2017 because, remember, there was a conversation, you know, about Ohio State that year possibly getting in with two losses when they got blown out by Iowa. And I said that year that my stance on Ohio State and Notre Dame was the same. You do not deserve to be in the college football playoff with multiple losses, especially when one of those is a blowout loss. You know what I mean? So I'll say if I don't think Notre Dame deserves to be in. But the fact of the matter is this Notre Dame team is clearly one of the four best teams in the country. Now, if this was a typical year like we saw in 2018 where you had a 12-1 and Ohio State team, you know, at number five, and that was a really good number, you know, number five Ohio State team, you know, we, we may have a different conversation. But the fact sure. of the yeah, matter right. is this Notre Dame team is clearly one of the four best teams in the country. Now, does that mean that they're going to go beat Alabama or that they can be competitive against Alabama? Different conversation. But that can't be part of the discussion. It's not about who are the four best matchups. It's who are the right. four best teams, and then you let the chips fall where they may. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I, there, there's you know, not that I want to drag this part on, but there, there's a discussion to be made where I think that Notre Dame should be ranked higher than Ohio State. I, I think – Personally, if I was ranking them one through four without worrying about rematches, et cetera, uh, I, I'm putting Alabama, I'm putting Clemson, I'm putting Notre Dame, then I'm putting Ohio State. It's the same four, but I'm reversing three and four. Now, that gives you, you know, round three of Clemson, Notre Dame, and maybe after the last game, nobody wants to see that, and I get it. Uh, but that's how I would personally do it. Um, and so that just adds strength to the argument that Notre Dame belongs in the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, agree. I agree. Yes. So uh, let, let's talk about the matchup for Alabama. But before we do, we need to pause for our final uh, sponsor, and that's Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Vince, I, I do want to say one thing. I do think, however, that there is merit for the committee when you've established your four to somewhat take into account some matchups. Okay. Do you really want to have two teams playing each other in back-to-back games? Like, is that the ideal thing? Like you just said, no one wants to watch that. I think that is part of a conversation they should, could and should have about where teams rank. So yes, I absolutely believe that Notre Dame is a, is a better team than Ohio state. And that's the missed opportunity that Notre Dame had yesterday against Clemson. Yeah, absolutely correct. Because that would have been the matchup. 
And I absolutely believe that Notre Dame can beat Ohio State. Oh. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and this is the other thing where, where people say, well, Notre Dame got spanked by Clemson. What do you think if would have happened if Ohio State would have played Clemson yesterday and Notre Dame would have played Northwestern? Exactly. Same. We'd be talking about yeah. do you, you know we'd be talking about that Texas A and M Alabama rematch. You know what I mean? Or we'd be talking about Clemson being the four seed against Alabama and Notre Dame playing Texas A and M the three seed or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Because, because Ohio State would be out. Absolutely. You know? And so yeah, so I, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. I think Notre Dame is a better team than Ohio State. They deserve to be ranked higher. Ohio State's played two teams with a pulse this year, and they struggled against both of them. And those teams were IU and Northwestern. Correct. Not powerhouse. I mean, the fact that they actually use the words, and I I love all my IU friends, you know, whatever, but they actually use the words, and it's true on the college football show this morning, a top 10 team in IU. They're not a top 10 team. I'm sorry. I I love all my IU friends, but they're not a top 10 team. They're just not. No, they are absolutely not. So, but they're 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 banking themselves on that win, which is really really sad. I'm sorry that that's your big that's your right. biggest win is over an, a, a quote unquote top ten right. IU team. That's so. My point is, woo. I do agree with you that Notre Dame is better than Ohio State, but I also am sympathetic to the notion of let's flip them so we can get yeah. better first playoff matchups. I get that. I, I, think I do. I think that's a more fair thing to. to I get that because everybody that's in the final four has an opportunity to win it. So right. you just, you have to take care of your business. And I right. get that. Cause Notre, so, I mean, you're going to have to beat one of those teams anyway, you know, so does right. Notre Dame have to beat Clemson again, then beat right. Alabama or do they beat a, have to beat Alabama, then Clemson, you know, I mean, that's kind of sure. how it is. Cause I don't see any scenario in which Ohio state beats Clemson. Oh, not a And chance. I don't even think Clemson played that great yesterday in some situations. I think I think Trevor That's, Lawrence made some big-time plays, but there, yeah. was, there was missed opportunities for Clemson, too. Well, we'll, we'll talk um, about that because right. i got a lot to say on we'll that have game. A pod, and we'll have a podcast yeah. about that tomorrow. But, Absolutely. You know, we're going to focus on the playoffs. Let's, let's take a cursory look real quick. Uh, it's, it's Alabama Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thoughts, Brian. Well, the first thought is this is a bad matchup for Notre Dame, and that's yeah. why that's why beating Clemson was so important yesterday. And 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 honestly, even if they would have lost in a close game, I think it would have been much harder for them to put Ohio State at three. They would have almost been forced to do the rematch. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think. But you know, w- when you look at Notre Dame, what are the things that you and I have talked about them struggling with this year defensively, right? Because that's the strength of the Notre Dame football team, which I find funny that everyone's banging on the defense today, including Brian Kelly when the defense gave up one more point in regulation against Clemson in this game than they gave up in the regular season game, the offense right. is garbage, okay? That's a different yes. conversation. Yes, right. They lost a this fun game one. I'm because of the offense, to. not because of the defense, okay? That's right. Um, but, you know, Clemson does not have a very good offensive line, and Alabama has arguably the best offensive line in the country, even without their starting center, who's probably going to be out. Landon Dickerson got hurt right. late in the game last night against Florida. Uh, they still have one of the best offensive lines in the country, if not the best offensive line in the country. Uh, their offensive line played great in their championship game. Notre Dame's did not. Um, but still, those are two of the best lines in the country, and now they're both down their center. Uh, but, but Alabama's still an excellent offensive line. Uh, Notre Dame's defensive line does not match up well with Alabama because they're athletic and big. That's a big part of it. Um, Notre Dame has struggled with giving up big plays in the pass game, which you and I have talked about all year. Clemson exploited that yesterday. That yes, was the they thing. did. It was funny, Vince, as I'm watching this game, I'm like, yep, we talked about that. Yep, we talked about that. <laughs> yep, we talked about that. Yep, we talked about that. You know, as far as this is what Notre Dame has to avoid, you know, in the concerns going into the game. And Alabama's that on steroids. 
you know, yes. they don't they don't have Trevor Lawrence, but Matt Jones is such a he's a great point guard for that football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and their weapons are outstanding. I I mean, you know, I'm I don't love the matchups of Notre Dame's corners against Devontae Smith, who I think nope. is arguably the best. Him and Trevor Lawrence to me are the two best players in the entire country, two most dynamic players. Uh, Clemson showed how good they are at getting matchup advantages against Notre Dame's secondary. Steve they out schemed them. No yeah. question. Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama is going to do the same exact thing. Um, mm-hmm. He's a he's a great offensive mind. And the bigger thing is Alabama's much better at running the football than Clemson is. Um, Travis Etienne is not going to be the best running back Notre Dame has faced now uh, after they play Alabama. That's going to be Najee Harris. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has 1,200 yards. Uh, He's averaging 5.9 yards per carry. Uh, He's got 24 touchdowns, which is just an absurd number of touchdowns. But like Travis Etienne, he's also good catching the ball. I mean, if you look at what he did last night against Florida, now keep in mind Notre Dame is a much better defense than Florida. But he had 178 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And he also caught five passes for 67 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> you know, uh, you know that's going to be a tough matchup. And, and then defensively, you know, I think Alabama's been playing a lot better down the stretch. They didn't play very well last night. But honestly, I don't know anyone that's played well against Florida's offense. That is sure. a tremendous offense. Um, Notre you know, Dame is not a tremendous offense right now. No, and they haven't been all year. I mean, no, they haven't. You know, and I'm going to have an article about this about how this offense is no different than the past offenses. Just we'll look at the numbers. But you know, but even last night, Florida had 462 yards of offense against Alabama, and that's a lot of yards. But that's not a lot of yards for Florida. I mean, you know, Florida had 609 against LSU. They had 586 against Vandy, 593 against Arkansas, 571 right. against Georgia. 642 against Ole Miss, um, you know. So, I mean, what they did last night to Florida was – was that was two great offensive football teams. Um, I don't know if Notre Dame is, can, can, can keep up with them. That's the problem. Yeah. I think Notre Dame can absolutely keep up with Ohio State. That, you know, especially when you consider Justin Fields has played pretty terrible in the two good, against the two good teams Notre Dame has faced this year. So, um, it's just – it's not a great matchup for Notre Dame. Now, is it going to be a repeat of, of 2012? possibly uh but you know i think it just depends on which version of notre dame shows up if we get yeah. the notre dame team that we saw against north carolina or we saw against clemson the first time on offense then i think notre dame can make it a competitive game for a little bit i don't think notre dame can beat Ohio, beat alabama unless alabama beats makes a itself. lot of mistakes yeah that, right. I mean, that's as simple as that i mean they're gonna have to force some turnovers <laughs> and make some yeah. mistakes and all those kind of things but you know look vince what have i been saying for two three years now the defense can get you to the show but to win a championship, you have to be great on offense. And this is the second time in, two, in three years that the defense has got Notre Dame to the show. The defense got Notre Dame to the show in 2018. The defense got Notre Dame to the show this year. They beat Vanderbilt 12-7, to okay? Yeah. Um, they held an incredible North Carolina offense I mean, Louisville. 17 points. Or Louisville. Who did I say? Vanderbilt. Well, because Texas A&M beat Vanderbilt 12-7. to So I, all good, I've man. got those two games mixed up in my head. Uh, they beat Vanderbilt. Uh, 12 or good lord I did it again they beat Louisville 12 to 7 you know I mean they haven't played great they didn't play great on offense against Syracuse they didn't play great on offense against North Carolina they made clutch plays but you know again this they're in the playoff because of the defense which is why Clark Lee is going to be head coach next year right you know and and now they're in the show and to win it in the show you know, you're in the big dance, whatever expression you want to use, you're, you're on the championship level. And to do that, 
you have to have great offense. And we've seen yep. it every year. The only time we haven't seen a high-scoring title game was in 2017 when you had two SEC teams playing each other, Alabama and Georgia. And every other year, the team that won it scored, it, scored it in the 30s. And in many games, Alabama, Ohio State in 2014, Alabama in 2015, um, uh, LSU last year, Clemson against Alabama, and all those years, the team that won it scored in the 40s. So to win, a, when you get to this level, you have to have great offense. And the fact of the matter is, Notre Dame doesn't have a great offense. And, and, and really, neither does Ohio State. Although, you know, again, in Ohio State's defense, they played that game yesterday without their best offensive player, in my opinion. Sure. Other than, you know, a skill player in, in Chris Olave, who was out with COVID. So, um, you know, the, the reality is I don't think Notre Dame has the offense to match up. We'll, we'll spend the next two weeks kind of really diving into the matchups and diving into Alabama and things that Notre Dame can do to keep it close and to keep it competitive and maybe, you know, be in it late in the game and have a chance to win it. So we'll have plenty of that. And of course, yep. tomorrow we'll also have a podcast. I fly back home tonight. So I'll be watching the film, breaking down the film on my flight, which means I'm going to be in a really grumpy mood on the flight. Um, Can't wait to do the podcast oh, with you then. Yes. So we'll have that tomorrow <laughs> on Monday and then we'll have several podcasts coming up this week, diving into different things. We're still going to have a recruiting podcast. We had some, technical difficulties that push that back. We're still going to have that. So yeah, make, we'll have a very busy week at irishbreakdown.com. We'll have a very busy week at, at uh, Irish Breakdown podcast, and we'll also have our videos out. So, you know, we'll dive into it, but the early initial look is um, this isn't a great matchup for Notre Dame. Oh, and I am also going to have an article that I want people to look out for. Um, a couple articles coming out today and tomorrow. One is the, the, the Clemson loss is going to be put into context in Notre Dame's next game. And I'm going to explain that, where we don't really know whether this was a one-off or same old, same old. We won't know that until we watch the playoff game. Uh, so I'll have something on that. And then Brian Kelly made some very interesting comments about Chris Tyree in the post-game press conference, which One word for it. symbolize what I think is holding back this Notre Dame football team. And so I'll have something on that on Monday. Uh, we will have, I'll definitely have an article on it and Vince, you and I are going to chat here after this is over. We may turn that into a podcast. So, uh, we'll, we'll see about that, but lots going on folks. And so stick with us. We're going to have a lot going on. Make sure you tune in because, uh, Notre Dame's in the college football playoff and Notre Dame is deserving of being in the college football. Playoff. Absolutely. Now what happens after once they get in there, we don't know, but the fact of the matter is they went through, a, this team went through a lot this year. This team battled this year. Uh, this team did what they needed to do to put themselves on the stage, and they were deserving of it, and the committee rewarded them because I understand, you understand how the committee works, and we went with that. That was our baseline. Right. What has the committee done? And based yep. on what they've done and what they've said is important, Notre Dame was going to be in, deserved to be in, and that's why I went out and wrote the article this morning saying that they would be in, and now they are. Yep, I absolutely agree with you. It, it, it turned out exactly the way I had anticipated that it would. They spent 15 minutes on the on the football show debating where there wasn't really a debate. And and you could tell on the looks on their faces there really wasn't a debate. Yeah, so, they knew. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, let, like Brian said, lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline, so make sure you stay tuned. But until next time, uh, we will uh, sign off, and we will talk to you next time on Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs> Thank you.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.